Tired of ads crashing your comedy podcast party? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts, included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash comedy ad free. That's amazon.com slash comedy ad free. And catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Take two, but add a little bit of spice. Surprise! <laughs> Happy <laughs> bonus episode! Yay! Happy November bonus. Do not worry. This is not going to be a creepy account. We'll save that for later. Yes, 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 yes. And by later, we mean maybe December, because y'all are not sending in the stuff. Yeah, so can you get your shit on Please. Lockdown. Because we loved oh. the we loved it. It was our go. favorite episode and everyone else was like shit on our parade yeah. always. Like we only have Everything two stories. Everything that we love everyone shits on. <laughs> I, I swear to God. I'm so tired of it. So if you have a creepy account at all, like literally any any type of creepy account. And y'all, let me define a creepy account just in case you guys are just not sure what the fuck we're talking about. Okay. We are talking about any creepy story that has happened to you or any crimey story that has happened to you or, or family member, or friend, friend, family member, neighbor, whatever. I we don't even love. have to say your name if you yes. don't want us to. It can be anonymous. It can be anonymous. And plus, we have a killer creepy account that we're dying to tell you guys, but you have to get a few eps in before. Right. Before so get we it tell together. You. I'm sick of it. Yeah, we're literally like, so hurt by this, too. So why did we do a surprise bonus episode, you asked? Well, we decided that since a lot of people would be traveling, or maybe you're on your own this holiday because of the pandemic, we would give you guys a bonus episode to listen to during your travels, or just to keep you kind of... Company. Company during your Thanksgiving holiday. And drink some wine with us. Or drink some whatever. Or some rosé for days. Rosé for days. what I'm drinking. Is that what you're drinking? Yeah. Is that what you're drinking, love? It is what I'm drinking. It's a rosé-style ale with hibiscus and prickly pear. Mm, all the people from Britain are now gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, that is my bad. And I'm drinking a Corona Seltzer Lime with a splash Sorry again. Um, Sorry, we're done with that bullshit. We're done. Cranberry juice. Um, so, did anybody see our Motivation Monday post that we posted? It's a quote. Did you um, see it? I saw it. <laughs> I thought it was dope. Read it to me. Read it to our listeners. So, I just got a weird thing. Okay. 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 Let me get back. Here we are. Boom. All right. So. Our Motivation Monday this week, which we're going to start doing this, I believe, because I really liked it, not going to lie. Because Mondays are shitty. Well, at least for me. Her Mondays are shitty. I really like Mondays, um, just because I, I like the beginning of something new. I don't know. My week starts on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Got it. Um, so, <laughs> uh, the quote was, I am no longer available for things that make me feel like shit. So, uh huh, get that shit bullshit out of your life, out people. of your life, and we got a ton of reposts from that. Yeah, it was honestly so. I really nice. liked it. Um, so if you guys like our motivation Mondays, or if you have one that you would like us to post, send it in. We will post it, and we can tag you on it. Um, but anyways, what our motivation Monday quote was about this week is that we just wanted to remind y'all that sometimes the holidays can be too much. With my family, especially. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love y'all. It's mainly a lot because you're having to deal with people that are your family and you love them so much, but they might not think the same or believe the same as you. So we wanted to remind you to not let toxic people, acts, or behaviors hurt your sparkle and that we love you. We love you. So um, let's move on from that. You already said what you're drinking. What are you thankful for? What am I thankful for? Shit, put me on spot. I didn't think about it. Okay, what have I said already? My family, my friends. You said Aaron last week. Aaron last week. Um, 
Okay, I'm thankful for living that one day. Oh, yeah, that's I so guess cool. I'm most thankful for, sorry, I'm probably stealing yours right now, getting 2,000 freaking podcasts. Oh, oh my God, God, I forgot about it. Well, good, I got another one. Guys, coming. that was our December goal. November hasn't even ended, and we just hit our December goal last night. When I tell you guys I had a heart attack, I had a heart attack. <laughs> I'm still having it currently. Thank should, you guys so much. Should we save surprise or save it for No, that's going to be my okay. thankful And we have another surprise. Okay. okay, and I'm thankful that we got accepted on iHeartRadio. Oh, now, we literally, I don't know if anybody's that's on my Snapchat. In the very beginning, when our first episode we posted, I got on there and I was like, if anybody knows anybody at iHeartRadio, tell them we want to be listed. And nobody got back to me. I emailed them out the ass. Couldn't get on there. We finally got on today. Or, yeah, was it today or yesterday? Yesterday. Yesterday we got put on and we are so They're probably excited. looking through their emails. They're probably like, oh, Jesus, Taylor Fetzner again. And All right, crimes. just put Creeps and Crimes on the list, guys. So we just, just throw Creeps and just Crimes on there. Just put them on there. But anyway, guys, it's so freaking exciting. So we've had a really good last few days with the podcast. Yeah, we have. So get on there and go download it. Um, download the app and then you can just get an account through your Apple or your Google and uh, you can listen to the radio 24-7, but also you can go and download all of our episodes on there, even if you listen through another app. Yeah, you just got to go to <laughs> that real quick. And actually, just download every single app that we have and just download them. <laughs> just, like, give us some downloads. I'm because we love downloads. We are happy where we are right yeah, now. we are. So that's our December goal. So are you ready to say the intro that we always forget to say? Yeah, we don't even have it down in our notes, and we still remember it. So we we're remember. Kind of like, freaking on a roll today. We're so geez. if you are driving, throw that shit on cruise control. If you got a glass, pour that shit up. And, and let's, let's get, get creepy. Bonus edition. Okay, Morgan, so quickly before you tell your story, I want to remind everybody that's here, if you don't already... Go ahead and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you're listening to. You can go find our new YouTube channel that I was supposed to have done by this week, and I did not because it's been a crazy week. So next week it is. Uh, you can go ahead and subscribe to that. You can um, find us on Instagram at... Creeps and Crimes Podcast. And if you have a creepy account... Send it to creepsandcrimespodcast at gmail.com. Yes. So, Morgan... What okay. do you have for us today? Yes. So today I'm hitting you guys with a conspiracy. Bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. And I love this conspiracy theory in particular because if it's true, which duh, they all are. They all are true. Um, it explains what is happening right below our feet, which is kind of crazy. Um, so for our bonus app, I am going to talk to you guys about the hollow earth theory. Disclaimer, I am not like a flat earther, hollow earther, like I'm not like any of those. I just like But are you? No. I mean actually maybe after all this freaking I mean, research. Actually? Because it's kind of crazy, but yeah. Anyway, so this theory stems all the way back to the 1800s and my favorite p- a part about all of it is that it has factual proof. Oh. So, in She's order new. <laughs> In order to dive into this theory, I have to do one thing, just one litty bitty thing, and that is to totally obliviate gravity as we know it. Okay, got it. So let me try to get all physics here. Um, you should be good at that. The main contrary evidence to the hollow earth theory is gravity. So let me go ahead and just debug that real quick. <laughs> My info is coming <laughs> from some physics dude on YouTube. He seems smart, so I like trust, I trust him. Um, I'll drop the link. So the first thing we need to do is create a picture of the hollow earth. So I want you guys to think of earth as a donut, one giant donut, where the outside of the donut has a mass and the inside is hollow, no mass. Obviously, you know what a donut is. So the outside shell has a mass, inside's hollowed out. So some smart physicist, the guy from YouTube, (laughs) he explained that the gravitational field of a hollow Earth is possible by Gauss's flux law. What is that? I'm I'm going to get to that. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this law has two two conditions. The first condition is that the object is a sphere. And the second condition is that object has spherical symmetry. And the only variable that matters in the second condition is the radius. Angles do not matter. That's important for the whatever it's called, like mathematical formula. Okay, got it. Um, so both, I wonder why can't I talk? 
both Earth as we know it and our hollow Earth theory follow these two law conditions. Um, then this guy goes on to give us some complex equation, and that contains a universal G for gravity, which is pulled from Newton's law of gravity. Um, if you've taken any physics classes, we all know gravity is 6.7 times 10 to the negative 11th, which is tiny, and again, this number comes from Isaac Newton. Yeah, if you've taken a physics class... <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Do you know how many times I've had to write down 6.7 times 10 to the negative 11th? It's no. in, like, every My equation. communication brain over here is just kind of not existing. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, if you... So, you have to consider, um... Sorry, let me back up. The most important thing about Gus's flux law is that our gravitational field only depends on mass. So you have to consider three different cases. An Earth with no mass, a.k.a. the hollow planet, which would be it's the inside of the donut. Um, inside the shell, which is the land below us that separates our Earth from the inner Earth, which would be the donut itself. And then the total mass outside the shell where we are, the whole entire planet, okay? Okay. So then he puts all these pieces together, uses some integrals here and there, and Newton's gravity number, blah, blah, boom, it's possible, but you have to forget all you know about Earth's gravity to come to an understanding that this theory is plausible. Okay. So, yeah, Creeps and Crimes did just debunk Isaac Newton's beliefs. Okay, sorry. (laughs) I'm just kidding, but it's possible, guys, so stay with me here. So let's talk about the hollow Earth. This theory stems from the idea that, again, the Earth is donut-shaped, the hollow inside of an extremely vegetated, advanced civilization. Um, This theory does not stop with our planet, but hollow Earthers believe the moon, sun, stars are all hollow bodies that we just aren't able to get into. Rodney Clough is the leader of the hollow Earth movement, and he is the author of a book titled World Top Secret, Our Earth is Hollow. He believes that the shell separating us from the inside world is about 800 miles thick, so that is our ground, um, from the outside to the inner surfaces. I really think I meant to say 8,000 miles, but I wrote down 800, but that just doesn't seem likely. Um, Lying inside that center is an interior sun, which is what our, like you see, yeah, like you see your core and like your average Mm -hmm. um, model of the earth. (laughs) But what they believe is that that is an interior sun and that is divided by day and night sides. Um, The inside of the hollow earth is said to be a lush tropical paradise that houses an advanced race of humans, aliens, and giants. They are generally characterized as peace-loving and advanced far beyond our own. Rodney Clough states that they have flying saucer technology, they live lives of perfect health for hundreds of years, And their science is much, much more advanced because they live much, much more, like, much longer lives than what we do. So, yeah. Um, This perfect climate that is believed to exist in the hollow earth is there to produce animals and people that are larger and far more healthier than those on the surface. He quotes again that it has a perfect temperature and that God made the inner sun so that it provides heat during the day and just a little bit less heat at night. Trees grow up to 1,000 feet tall. Humans even grow up to 15 feet tall. And because of the ideal conditions, animal life grows very large also. So, how do you get into this hollow earth, you may ask? There are thought to be two openings into the inner earth. And one of them is at the North Pole, and the other one is at the South Pole. So, these holes are 1,400 miles across, and they have extremely smooth curved edges. And what's kind of weird about these holes is that sometimes people can pinpoint them, like, by putting the coordinates in on their whatever satellite. I mean, what is this called? Navigation? GPS? What's on our phone? GPS? Yeah. So, like, you guys know how you can, like, look in Antarctica and shit. Well, sometimes this area is blurred. Sometimes people see a giant hole. So, where does this idea come from? The first person to scientifically speculate about a hollow Earth was Edmund Halley. Um, The name probably sounds familiar to you guys because he discovered Halley's Comet. In 1692, Halley released the theory that the planet is a series of nested spherical shells spinning in different directions, all surrounding a central core. He believed that this model 
and what he knew of the magnetic field and the gravitational pull of the sun and the moon on the earth, that this would account for his inaccuracies and his readings of the magnetic fields of our planet. So, like, he was doing the math, was coming across some, like, "Mm -mm, that doesn't make sense for, like, what we know, and this is his theory as to why those inaccuracies are here. Um, Haley's idea expanded and piqued interest for many, especially one person. His name is John Sims. I don't know if it's pronounced Sims, but it's S-Y-M-M-E-S. I'm going to say Sims anyway. In 1818, Sims published Circular. Whenever a book is written N-O dot one, does that mean number? Yeah. Okay. In 1818, Sims published Circular Number One, declaring to the world that the Earth is indeed hollow. His vision of the hollow Earth was a simplified version of Halley's multi-layered model, except Sims' version included huge holes at the North and South Poles, which allowed access to the hidden world underneath of us. Eventually, these holes became known as Sims holes. Excuse me. John Sims dedicated his later life to convincing the world that the Earth was formed by a series of concentric cells. He believed that there were miles and miles of unclaimed land beneath our feet that were filled with lush vegetation and fish and game. And at the time, 1818, fishing game is... You know, it's what kept the people living. Living? So he spent most of his life campaigning to get an expedition to the North Pole. He actually got enough people to take it to Congress to vote on the funding of this expedition. So he wanted the government to fund his expedition to see if the hollow earth theory was accurate. Valid. But the grant got shut down by Congress. So, you know, they just called him a crazy person. So, Sims' belief in the inner Earth never died, and he continued to campaign for the theory until his death in 1849. So, my next little bit of info is going to come from Ancient Aliens and Taylor Before You Laugh. Um, Guys, I just wanted to, like, backstory real quick. My dad, he was here over the weekend, and he was like, Morgan, did you get did you get my invitation to Ancient Aliens' Facebook group? I'm like... Um, no. And he's like, I did it a few times. So I like get on Facebook. I don't ever get invitations. So anyway, guys, now I'm on Ancient Aliens Facebook group. If you guys want invited in, I'll invite you. I want to be added in. It's very, it's comical, honestly. So anyway, Ancient Aliens season 10 episode titled The Hollow Earth Theory talks about how ancient mythologies believe that another Earth isn't found on another planet or in another universe, but it's actually deep underneath of our feet. Okay. Within Buddhism, there is a place referred to as Agartha, and that is an entire new world, and this entire world has, you know, people, trains, transportation, airplanes, and, like, this is all in Buddhism. Kind of crazy. Okay. So, this legendary city at the Earth's core is tied to many Eastern mysticisms. Okay. So, this is where it gets a little bit weird. Um... In 1947, polar explorer Admiral Richard Byrd reported in his private journal about an interland he referred to as the Great Unknown. Byrd was able to fly to the, nor- to the North Pole and back, and he reported flying over lush green lands in the North Pole, guys, that should have been ice, snow, and zero to no vegetation. So he's, you know, picture this guy flying what and... Is this? Um, 1947. Okay. So he's flying around. He's looking at snow, more snow, more snow. All of a sudden, trees, plants. Like, kind of freaking weird, I think. Yeah. Three years later, he flew over the South Pole. One of the first things he discovered was a giant hole that led to an entrance of an extremely advanced civilization that was populated by very advanced beings. Bird's secret private journal states that he flew into one of the Sims holes and actually made contact with the race that lives inside the Earth. Um, He confirmed everybody's speculation about, you know, like, very tropical environment. And he also made unusual statements at the time that he was reporting on flying saucers that were being flown all over on the inside of the Earth that could go from North to South Pole because those, you know... You have to think of it kind of like a big dome. Oh my God, imagine how easy that would make... No, I was going to say it was going to make travel easier, but... Oh, yeah, dude, but it would. It would, wouldn't it? 
I mean, not for us. Is it like we're a like, time right? vortex, though, that you go through, or does it still take the amount of time? I think it's, like, the same amount of time. Like, okay. I think, like, time's Never the mind. same. It wa- doesn't um, help anything. <laughs> Keep going. So, when Admiral Byrd got back to the United States, um, he kind of reported these sightings, and he was then taken straight to Washington, D.C. He was heavily questioned about his findings, and he was then told by the government that he is to quit talking about this. Got it. So, of course, it was covered up. So then I get sucked into this website. We all know that every conspiracy theory has its own website, right? Right. That's, like, well-known. Well-known. So now I'm, like, diving into hollow, arthollowearth.com. Oh, God. This is <laughs> going to be good. Christ. And they believe that the hollow earth is home, too. So this is where it gets very religious, which is very interesting to me. I don't usually like to touch on religion, but... I thought that it brought a lot to the table. So they believe the hollow earth is home to the original Garden of Eden, the lost tribes of Israel, the political kingdom of God. Um, This is interesting. The lost Viking colonies of Greenland. um, Missing Germans that escaped after World War II. I saw a lot of articles that stated that Germans are, you know, you know, honestly, a lot of conspiracy theories tie back to the Nazis. I yeah. have come to find, and I think they were, like, they knew a little more than I think what they were supposed to, but hmm. the origin of, so sorry, it's home to the origin of flying saucers, which is extremely interesting to me because we all read reports about UFO sightings and what if they aren't coming from outer space, but actually coming from the inside of our planet. So I looked more into this one, and they believe that this civilization within us are in cahoots with our world government, even though we don't have a world government, but we all know we do, with <laughs> our world government that exists, and they fly in and out to basic, basically obtain world peace on our surface. So many also believe that heaven is located in the inner sun. Oh. So that's what's at the core. Is Wouldn't that be heaven. hell? That's what I thought. Yeah. It was like fiery flames, but what do I know, I guess? That's um, okay. It's, it's just a theory. So now I'm going to read <laughs> some reports of the people who claim that they have been there. And this is interesting because there are very many reports. Mm-hmm. So the first report is about a son and a father. Um, the son's name is Olaf Jansen and the father is Jens Jansen. They were Norwegian fishermen who accidentally discovered the North Polar opening in 1829 and reportedly lived there for two years. Oh, God. So in the report, they said that they lived among giant people and confirmed again, this is another confirmation of every speculation about, you know, the extreme vegetation, the advanced civilization, and the flying saucers. Olaf returned to Sweden. Sorry, let me back up. Olaf and his father left the inner core and... They struck an iceberg in their fishing boat sunk. Olaf's father had died. Um, Olaf returned to Sweden after being rescued by a Scotland whale boat from an from the iceberg. Like he was on the iceberg and this whale boat happened to be there. Oh my god. I think he was there for like a few one or two days. Um he returned home and started talking to his uncle about his voyage to the hollow earth. So because his father had died, his uncle had Give it, what am I trying to say? The will, you know, put the will in Olaf's names. Yes, and his inheritance into Olaf's names and into Olaf's name. Mm -hmm. Um, He returned home and, you know, he was just started started talking to his uncle about this voyage to the hollow earth and tried to convince him to go with him on another voyage back and how incredible it was and how he has to see it and how everyone has to know about it. And his uncle convinced him to talk about his discoveries to the government authorities of Sweden. As he did that, they had him sign papers, and Olaf was then thrown in an insane asylum for 28 years until his uncle died. After he was released, um, he had no inheritance left from his father because his uncle had the inheritance written into for his uncle's name. And he didn't get released out of the insane asylum until his uncle had passed. So, again, another cover-up. What I find odd is that 
They're fisher. He went back up just a little bit. Yeah. So when he, when his father died and Olaf returned, the uncle put his brother, a.k.a. Olaf's father, Jansen, Mm -hmm. or whatever his name was, all of his inheritance in Olaf's name. I'm I'm assuming he already had an inheritance written up because it was going to Olaf. But then Olaf started talking to his uncle about the drama. This, mm-hmm. and he was like, you gotta talk to the authorities. Like, it was probably just like, you're gonna sound crazy, so right. then I'm gonna get all your dad's money. Oh, okay, so you think it was a scheme from the uncle's side to get I all think, that money. yeah, I do. Okay, sorry, I yeah, just wanted I to clarify. But also, like, it doesn't say who threw him into the insane asylum, but it was immediately after, too, talking to the government authorities, and after signing papers, like a in, shush. Yeah, an NDA or... Whatever they're called. Um, so, but what I find interesting is that they're fishermen and they're fishing up in the freaking North Pole and they're gone for two, over two years. Now, what is everybody thinking? So, wh- I don't understand, like, what do they think that they did? They, they can't just live out in sub-zero temperatures right. for over two years. You're going to run out of supplies. You're going to run out of food. You're going to run out of water. Whatever. I don't know. So... The second report, which is also kind of odd because it ties back to what they were saying about how the UFOs fly out and they are in cahoots with our world government. And this report is about a man named William Morgan. He was sent into the hollow earth by the Freemasons with an inner earth guide through a cavern in Kentucky in 1827. This cave is called the Cave of... I'm going to butcher this, Zoroaster, Z-O-R-O-A-S-T-E-R, back to the religious aspect, which many believe is the cave Adam and Eve emerged from after being evicted from the Garden of Eden. In Kentucky? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Taylor, it came from our our earthishollow.com. They're freaking conspirators. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so... So they pulled up in Kentucky. So Adam and Eve... (laughs) Adam and Eve, they're just like, you're trotting out of a cave in Kentucky, and they're like, go cats. I don't know. Anyway. Bourbon in Kentucky. (laughs) Anyway, so... Um, William Morgan found that he, I mean, he went through miles and miles of this cave. Um, the first, like, 12 miles were complete darkness, and then he started seeing, like, different, like, things that were breaking physics. Like, the way water should flow wasn't flowing the same way. Air was coming from a different standpoint of the cave. Like, he was finding very weird things that wouldn't exist on our surface. Right. So, he returned years later... And from the cave? From the cave, and gave a manuscript of his journey that is published and known as, uh, I'm going to butcher this, um, Edidorpha. <laughs> E-T-I-D-O-R-P-H-A. Okay. Whatever. A third report states that Reynold Schmidt reports being taken by a flying saucer from the Bakersfield Quarry in California into the hollow earth by entrance of the Northern Pole Opening in 1958. Another report of the same exact thing is by Billy Woodward, who reports being taken by a flying saucer into the hollow earth by the North Pole entrance again. And he was 12 years old, and he states that he was returned six months later. Both reports state the same exact thing that everyone has stated so far, and that's the advanced civilization, extreme vegetation... You know, giants, body, da da So on this website, there's at least 10 to 15 more reports. Um, you guys can check them out. Again, it's ourhollowearth.com. I can't even say it without laughing. Yes. Or you can read about these journeys in the following books. Um, the Smoky God by George Emerson. Genesis for the Space Race by John B. Leaf. The Hollow Earth Enigma by Alec McMillan. My Visit to the Sun by Phoebe Holmes. Rainbow City and the Inner Earth People by Michael X. Barton. And Passport to Eternity by Larry Foreman. I just wanted to kind of state this because, again, I think the religious aspect of this whole entire theory is intriguing. And a message, you know, somebody who had went there was received a message. And the message was, quote, our planet is a prison planet and we were placed here for the crimes our ancestors committed, end quote. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and assume that our ancestors are being, you know, Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. They committed those crimes. We were removed from the inner earth. 
Honestly, the entire thing is so possible, but so kind of weird. My questions that I want you guys to kind of like, you know, think about is why are the North and South Pole so protected? Why can't yeah. we get there? Like, I know that there's nothing there to see, but why are they so protected? Um, why do so many people report on having been there? And why do those reports say the same exact thing? Why does the government continue to shut people up about it? Um, again, the entire religious aspect is so interesting to me. I don't know what that means, but some questions. And why do ancient civilizations report on an inside world? Honestly, I trust so much, like, ancient mythologies and stuff yes. because I really think they know what the fuck they're talking about. Also, when do we plan our trip to the Northern Pole entrance? Oh, yeah, that is definitely part of our Creeps and Adventures. Creeps and Adventures, yeah, cool. All right, guys, that's all I have. Um, yeah, kind of crazy fucking conspiracy theory. <laughs> Honestly, it was comical, so I hope you guys got a good laugh out of it. I don't, you know, I don't know. I really like this one. I, I liked it. I like liked how whack it was. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is whack. And, like, it, there's something about the flat earthers and the hollow earthers that are just so whack. <laughs> like, and they are, oh, my God, they are, like, die hard. Like, there is no other earth but the flat earth. There is no they other earth but the hollow They hold on to that earth. theory as tight as my grandmother. And I would never, ever cover the flat earth theory because I think... I think it's ridiculous, kind you of. You say that now. Watch us cover it next week. Okay, yeah, I might cover it. Just maybe another little comical bonus episode. I don't know. But I thought the Hollow Earth was really interesting because, I don't know. I'll post some pics. Yeah, we'll Check post out the, the Instagram. pics. It, did y'all like the way that we did? Did you like the way that we did that last week? Mm-hmm. With yeah, the, I would like to keep doing that. Yeah, I like that we said, like, okay, one is blah, blah, blah. Two is blah, blah, blah. I think that helps you guys, too, because we're referencing the entire time, like, okay, there's this map, and it does like this, and yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's so good for them to have it. I mean, and I know for a lot of my true crime cases, it's going to be kind of like, you know, I didn't need to post a lot of those pictures, but I'll, we're still, even if there's not anything for me, we'll post some for you, especially for yeah. this one. There needs to be oh, a diagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're going to need some explanation, and it's kind of cool to look at. Also, another thing is, like, Journey to the Center of the Earth. I, that is literally like the movie. What I was Like, about. how, like... Honestly, movie writers and, like, book authors, they absolutely amaze me, some of the stuff they come up with. And, like, the journey in the center of the earth is literally the hollow earth theory. It is literally the Tropical hollow earth. That vegetation. is what I was thinking the entire time. Me too, with the rock in it. I'm going to watch yes. that movie tonight. What is the other one that it's not... Well, I guess it's journey to the center of the earth. There's two of The them. first one, where the father gets, gets missing lost. and, yeah, gets goes missing and then... They find him in the second one? Yeah. But, okay, not going to spoil it, but if you haven't seen it, like, it came out in 2006, so. (laughs) Anyway, guys, it has Shia, no, it doesn't have Shia LaBeouf in it. Who's that guy? Who's the guy from, no, Terabithia. Bridget Terry, what's that guy's name? Oh, oh, what happened to him? Oh, no, but I loved him. I did love him, too. I loved him as a kid. Okay, well, if you guys are still tuning in right now, hope your drive's going well. Yeah, don't uh, drive and look at the pictures. Just wait until afterwards. Hmm. Or pull over. Or just look, don't be so I'm glad that yours was funny and fun and right, um, scare me. So I'm gonna be scary. This this is a very this one's very close to my heart. Okay, so I wanted to use this season to draw attention to missing Indigenous and um, Native women and the, also their mistreatment within the government and so forth. But um. This is a very sensitive subject, so I just want everybody to know that I've done a lot of research on it, and I'm telling these stories with the most upright respect for their culture. I'm going to work very hard on pronouncing everything correctly, and these stories are very, very serious to us as creeps in crime, so Mm -hmm. I want to make sure, like, everybody understands this just because these can be touchy subjects, or they are touchy subjects, they're literally murders and, like, literally law enforcement not paying attention, being racist, literally. And this is one of the main issues in North America. Right. Like, not just in the United States, but, like, Canada and the U.S. So, um, this is actually the... My passion for missing Indigenous and Native women is what got me into podcast in general, which you remember. Yeah. 
And it was because I had been in a class and we had talked about a case and I went and I listened to Someone Knows Something that is hosted by David Riggins. Um, and also from that one, I found Connie Walker, who is amazing, by the way. And she hosts um, Finding Cleo, which is an amazing podcast. But they are both Canadian podcasts produced by CBC Podcast. So go check them out. I, um, I, I don't know. I, this, I don't know why I get so emotional about this other than the fact that this is just kind of what jump-started my podcast love so this is the story of Antoinette Christine Cayadito so my sources are Unsolved Mysteries Trace Evidence Podcast and That's Why We Drink and um, Wikipedia MissingIndigenousWomen.com and um, the FBI database so she was born, Antoinette was born on December 25th, 1975, to Mother Penny Cayadito of the Navajo Nation and Father Anthony Montoya of Italian and Hispanic descent. She had two younger sisters, Wendy and Sadie. Her parents separated when she was about five years old, and all three girls were then raised by their mother, Penny, in Gallup, New Mexico. So at the age of six, Antoinette, and I'm sorry, was her mother's biggest help. She was cooking, cleaning, helping her mother take care of her little sisters. And she was very mature for her age, very well-spoken and very kind. Um, like I said, she was doing a lot of the cooking. She was helping her mother by um, preparing dinner almost every single night. Oh, her. Right. Six years old. <laughs> yeah. So, when she was nine years old, they lived in an apartment off of Route 66. Um, Antoinette went to Lincoln Elementary School, and she was in the fourth grade, and everybody there called her Squirrel as a nickname. How cute. Right. Isn't that so cute? On the night of Saturday, April 5th, 1986, Antoinette was at home with her little sisters with and a babysitter while her mother went out with some friends. So, like I said, this is Saturday, Saturday night. Their mother, Penny, is going out with some friends, and they have a babysitter. So, around midnight, Penny got home, and she got home from the bar, relieved the babysitter. All the girls were... Okay, so there were some sources that say... The little girls were asleep already, and Antoinette was up. And so Penny and her talked for a little while um, before going to bed, but then other sources say that she had already been asleep, okay? Okay. So she put the all the kids to bed, whatever, and she got ready for bed. She fell asleep in bed um, with Wendy and Sadie, the two youngest. So the two youngest were in bed with the mother, Penny. The next morning, it was a Sunday, so Penny got up to get the girls ready for Sunday school. She woke up the younger girls that were in bed with her, and then she went to Antoinette's bedroom, but she was not in her bedroom. So Penny goes from room to room looking for her, and there's she's just not in the house anywhere. I'm sorry, in the apartment anywhere. So she runs around to the neighbors, knocking on the doors, asking if they had seen her, but she was nowhere to be found. And panic sets in. Penny calls the police at 11 a.m. and she is told that she has to wait eight hours before she can make an official missing person report. That's so fucked up. Right. Penny waits eight... And this is a nine-year-old that's missing. Right. Okay. Um, so Penny has to wait the eight hours. She's forced to wait the eight hours. She calls back and she's finally able to report her daughter is missing. Immediately, the police are almost certain that Antoinette had been kidnapped. You're almost certain. Oh, almost certain. She'd only been gone for eight hours and the first 48 are the most important. All right. Actually, the first literally 12, eight hours of a child missing is the most important. Exactly. So a search immediately begins. This turn, this Search turns from the days into weeks and then into months of searching. But there was just no sign or trace of her anywhere. And they were working with very, very few leads. The main one being that a neighbor had reported seeing a black truck with a man that had gotten out of it and walked around the family's, like, apartment. So I guess, like, their door was on the outside, like, on a lower level because they were able to see this man, like, walk around the apartment, their apartment. 
This happened at 6 a.m. in the morning. However, they could not get a good enough look at the man to report on any of his features or his face. Um, so even with this lead, the case goes cold. So a year later in 1987, the Gallup police station got a phone call and it was from a little girl that claimed to be Anthonette. She said that she was in Albuquerque and before the little girl could verify her whereabouts, you hear someone in the back screaming, who said you could use the phone? The little girl begins screaming and then you hear a struggle before the phone cuts off. This call only lasted 40 seconds and they were, un- so therefore they were unable to trace it, but they were able to record it. So you can listen to the recording. It's pretty easy to find on YouTube or you can listen to it in the Unsolved um, Mysteries show. So I'm going to press pause and let Morgan hear it really quickly. little girl guys you have to go listen actually i'll link it mm, it's hard to listen to i couldn't even really she wanted to play it again i said i'm good so in the recording you can hear that it's obviously a little girl so like i said they were able to record it they immediately take it to penny and they play it for her and she is able to for sure confirm that that was her daughter and specifically she said it she can tell from the way that she pronounced her last name correctly because you can hear it yeah it's different than you know me saying it obviously like right, but we she, say our names how our parents say you know what i mean right, so yeah. she was able to confirm as specifically from the way that she pronounced her last name however she was not able to rec- to recognize the man's voice which in it, you can't Honestly, really... it kind of sounded like a female I to me. thought that, too. And it, so I got on Reddit, of course. And Reddit <laughs> said the same thing, that they think it's a female that she's being held with. So remember this for a conspiracy later. Okay. Okay. So, um, she was unable to recognize a man's voice. So this is, again, a dead end. So it's now 1991, four years after her abduction, a waitress from a restaurant in Carson City, Nevada called the police the um, after she had had a very weird experience while she was serving a table. So the table was a couple and a small teenager. Throughout their entire meal, the little girl kept knocking her fork off of the table. Every time the waitress would bring her a new fork, the little girl would grab her hand and squeeze it very tightly. The waitress just felt like something was off. However, she wasn't sure until she was cleaning off the table. She lifts up the little girl's plate and she finds a note written on a napkin that reads, help me call the police. The little girl perfectly matched the description of Anthonette. However, nothing was able to be confirmed because there was no hard evidence, no cameras, nothing. So it was a dead end again. So the police decide at this point, since it had been technically called a cold case at this point, that they're going to open the case back up and do some more interviews. So they bring in Anthonette's little sister, Wendy, who was the middle child. At the time of the abduction, Wendy was five years old. And they, when they reopened the case, so in 1991, she was 10. So, she had just turned 10, I'm sorry. So, they went to interview Wendy at her school, and they just wanted a refresher from what had gone down that night, what she remembered before they went to bed, and so on. Which is when Wendy admits something shocking. She had been awake at the time of her sister's abduction and saw it happen. And this is her story. In the middle of the night, there was a very hard knock at the door. Anthonette had gotten out of bed, gone and checked to see who it was before returning back to bed. At 3 a.m., there was another knock at the door. So Anthonette got up to check again, and this time, Wendy followed her. When they got to the front door, Anthonette said, Who is it? When a man responded, Uncle Joe. Which is when Anthonette opened the door. As soon as she cracked the door, two men pushed the door open and grabbed Anthonette. 
She began kicking and screaming. They threw her into a brown van and drove away. Five-year-old Wendy watched this happen and was so terrified, so she shut the door and ran into her mother's room before shutting her eyes and falling asleep. So, obviously, she was just traumatized. Like, Right. So, they asked her, they're like, Wendy, like, why didn't you ever tell anybody about this? And she said she was so scared since her mother was crying and there were so many police officers, she didn't want to get in trouble. So she just literally didn't know. She's five years old. Yeah. Well, if she heard the knocks, like, my... You say that about your mom, but also, but, yeah, we have no idea how right. drunk she was. You're right. She came home from a bar. She was at a bar. Yeah. Which I would literally never be able to drink again. And if someone's life. knocking at my door, I'd be like, Mom. Mom. Someone's at the door. Oh, my God. But, again, like, she was almost like a second parent. Right. So, she took she, it upon herself. Right, yeah. You're right. So, here's the crazy thing. Penny's sister's husband, so the girl's aunt, her husband named, so their uncle was named Joe. So, they had an Uncle Joe. The police go, and they find Uncle Joe. Turns out he had already been cleared Years before, because he had a very, very solid alibi. So, again, another dead end. But this confirms the fact that it was someone she knew. Did he have a brown van? Brown truck? Mm -mm. There was literally no leads with this brown truck. Even though it had gotten brought up twice at this point. No leads with it. So, her parents are like, her dad and her mom, but specifically her mom, were like, no, I know my daughter. She would literally never open the door unless she knew who it was. And so it confirmed the fact that they knew that she thought. But now, okay, here's the crazy thing. It's always How does somebody know that they have an Uncle Joe? Wait, what do you mean? So, like, it was someone that knew them, obviously, that kidnapped her because they knew that the kids had an Uncle Joe. Right. It's always somebody you know. Right, it is. So... Although Anthonette has never been found, they presume, uh, I'm sorry, they presume? Is that Presumed, yeah. Presume? Okay. Sorry, guys. I don't know what just happened to me. That she is deceased. Um, People believe that this is because of a lack of response and mediocre investigation done by the police, 100%. As well as lack of media coverage, this is thought to be a direct result of socioeconomic and racial issues within yep. the community. Um, some people believe that Penny, what the mother, withheld information or evidence that she might have had because of a failed lie detector test that is on the record. However, when she took the test, she was like grieving. So there's no telling, like, right. there's no telling what you're. Your your daughter was just abducted from your front door. You know, so... And also, you everybody knows how unreliable polygraphs are. That's why they aren't polygraphs are. That's why they're not used in, as evidence in court anymore. If you have any information about the whereabouts of Anthonette Christine Cayadito, you can call Gallup Police Department at 505-863-9365. Or you can report um, any leads that you might have to the FBI through their online website, as well as the portal for missing Indigenous women that you can find online as well. Um, they have age progression photos. If you think you might be near someone that could be her, um, I would definitely look into this. But that is the story of Anthonette Christine Cayadito. You want my theory? Yeah. I think that... Penny was at the bar, and I think that, um, you know, she was probably, like, just talking, like, having a normal conversation with men, Mm -hmm. and she was, like, you know, telling them, oh, I have three little girls, I, you know, my sister's husband, um, Joe, is, like, a piece of shit or whatever, you know, like, just maybe bitching about him or telling a story about Uncle Joe, how great he is, I don't know, and they follow her home. And because whoever did it obviously knew that the mother was under the influence Mm -hmm. and probably wouldn't be, you know, respondent enough. Mm -hmm. And they knew about Uncle Joe and they knew about the And it could just have been very little information. Right. And I just followed her home. Yeah. But the fact that she was in what? Albuquerque, New Mexico. She was in Carson City, Nevada. Like, 
that's weird. And then that makes me think of like as child trafficking mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe the people like grew an attachment and like didn't want to give her up kind of thing. That's why they kept her with her because, right. you know, I don't know. And like taking them out to eat. Anyways, guys, and I'm I'm going to do a few more stories about missing indigenous women in the next few episodes. So this is kind of like my first of a few. So um, if this is something that you guys are also interested in or want more information about, I'm going to be giving just because this is a bonus episode. I do, I'm afraid not everybody will listen to this. It's it's going to be mm -hmm. labeled. As a bonus episode. So next episode on episode nine, I'm going to be giving all the statistics about missing indigenous women in North America, as well as um, how like one in three indigenous women have been um, either assaulted or sexually abused by someone outside of their race and how the majority of these crimes are committed. 97% of these crimes are um, committed by people outside of um, their culture and about how the government has literally set it up that way. So yep. this is going to be a bigger conversation. This is a little bit of a segue into it. Um, if I messed up anything, please just DM me about it, text me about it, um, email us about it. I want to be a an open book and a resource and an ally for this community. So please let us know. Don't get angry with us. I'm trying my best. Yeah, I liked it. I appreciated it. Do I think you have that, anything else? No, I think that we did an entire 360 twist in the middle of our episode. We so did. I gave you guys. Y'all thought this was really fun, and then I really. And then Taylor <laughs> said, "Oh, you guys thought 360 or no? That's 180, not 360." So we have another episode coming out tomorrow. Tune in. Tune in. Thanks so much for listening. Travel safe. Be safe. Um, Happy Thanksgiving Eve. And um, unless you're going to Pennsylvania, get drunk. <laughs> Pennsylvania said no drinking today. You can't drink? No, they shut down all bars, restaurants, any place that sells beer from like five, I don't know the exact times, but from like Wednesday morning until early Thursday morning because it's the biggest drinking day of the year. I don't know. Is it like that here? Like the day before Thanksgiving? I don't know. Oh, well, at home, it's like everyone goes out. Like usually it's like you go out to the casinos and all that shit. So our governor was like, not oh this my year. god! So I had no idea about that. You you're in if you're not in Pennsylvania, have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. Drive safe, be safe. We love you. Thanks love for you. listening. Tune in to uh, our episode tomorrow, and you can send in your creepy accounts to um, Creeps and Crimes Podcast at gmail.com. And thank you guys so much for 2,000 downloads. Like, comment, subscribe, download, review, 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 review. Bye, review. bye.